So Matt, it's our first show of 2022 on the Purple Stuff podcast, and I had a question for you. Okay. So with the year ahead, people have goals and resolutions. Would you like to have it your way this year? I would fucking love to have it my way, Jay. (laughs) So tell everybody what we're talking about tonight. Well, as Jay hinted at, tonight's show is all about Burger King. (laughs) I never thought the day would come, but it's here. This is hopefully going to kick off a series of shows about like uh, different restaurant chains. And we decided to start with the big man himself, Mr. King. Yeah. And this is exciting for me because I am a fan, as you know. This is your like big fast food chain. Yeah, definitely. And I, like, I'm a fan of uh, White Castle also, but Burger King definitely takes the cake if I'm going to have a cheat meal. How many times have we been driving around Jersey and you'll point to random Burger Kings and start rattling off things that happened in your life? Like, oh, that's where I lost my virginity. Oh, that's where I uh, went on my first date. They all have something to do with sex. One time it didn't, so I could tell that quick story. So one of my friends, his brother, he was like maybe six years old. He had to puke and we pulled into a Burger King parking lot. And when he threw up, it was all pink. It looked like pink slime from Ghostbusters 2. Oh my God, we're not two minutes into this episode and we've already had a story about pink vomit. That's incredible. I mean, not to stick with the subject, I'd really like to move on, but I gotta know, why was it pink? I don't know, but I just remember after that, well, we're here, we might as well get food. (laughs) It takes a little more than some pink vomit to gross you out. (laughs) Just step over it. (laughs) (laughs) They got onion rings, man. So what is your background? I know you're a big McDonald's fan, but what would be your Burger King status? So the Burger Kings around me historically were always a little bit sketchy and shady. And I don't necessarily mean that in a bad way because it always made Burger King seem a little edgy. Like McDonald's was going to the playground and Burger King was going to the schoolyard. You know, there's a difference. (laughs) Really? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. But yeah, it was okay. I liked Burger King well enough. And there's so much to talk about when it comes to the different promotions and things they've given away and everything. Yeah, and I realized that we actually have quite a history already on this show with Burger King. Oh, we, yeah, totally. We uh, did the Upside Down Whopper, the Stranger Things promotion. Yeah. We did a mini-sode on that. We did the Ghost Pepper Nuggets uh, back in October on Patreon. The Ghost Whopper, too. The Ghost Whopper, another Patreon bonus show. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we've been to Burger King just for this show like 85 times. I was going to say that some of my favorite memories are from doing those stupid things. <laughs> They've treated us well they have absolutely but we're gonna dive back a little further than the last few years tonight jay yeah we're gonna go all the way back so we each have four different uh burger king related things very varied mix to talk about tonight and who is gonna start 
I think it's my turn. Right? I was gonna say, I think it's it's time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll go first. Okay. Number one. Okay, Jay, for my first pick, let's talk about how the Ninja Turtles invaded Burger King with a series of promotions back in 1990. Let's do it. You've heard of the Ninja Turtles, right? Uh, yes, I have. <laughs> they're, they're, uh, you remember them? They were green. They're pretty well known. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this is 1990. We are dead in the middle of the like totally freaking insane Ninja Turtle craze. Cartoon is white hot. Movie is white hot. Toys are white hot. Anything with the turtles just drove kids into hysterics. It's true. So this couldn't have been better timed. And it was one of the few times that I can remember making a trip to Burger King into like a total life or death situation. I had to be there. Would you say it's your first huge promotion that you were into? Um, there's another one from 1990 that we'll get into later, but yeah. it might be, it really kind of is because I didn't learn until the internet age that they even did things like He-Man and Thundercats. I had no idea. Really? Okay. Yeah. It just flew under my radar. So this was like, probably you're right. The first one. Yeah. They had two distinct promotions that year. I don't remember which came first. It's also possible that they overlapped a little bit. TMNT mania. Yeah, so uh, first bring up this whole-ass Ninja Turtle-themed Burger King Kids Club meal, and I'm glad that I have a chance to do that because I think it's the only time the Kids Club's going to come up tonight. I know. I was thinking, you know, it's good that you're bringing this up. There's a lot of nostalgia surrounding the Burger King Kids Club, obviously, but to me it was like, oh, it's all, you know, it's, it's all right. I don't remember there being all that much to grab onto. It was kind of like a McDonald's Happy Meal by way of the Honeycomb Hideout. I think they would have been better off if they had a popular cartoon series and then everybody would get to know them and have recognition for the characters. Exactly. They didn't really get they a were, good... They were led by that, like, fucking blonde boy with the, like, space goggles, right? Yeah, KidVid. I Kid love Vid. KidVid. I want to know the origin of KidVid. Give me a cartoon series. Yeah, he's awesome. Anyway, for a few weeks back in 1990, as part of the Kids Club meal, you could get Ninja Turtles badges, Jay. So awesome. Three-dimensional clip-on character pins, and if that sounds confusing, I guess that's why they call them badges. They have, like, positive things written on it, like, number one Ninja Turtle or something. Yeah, yes. Oh, I guess you're right. It's sort of like a, you know, it's a point of pride to wear one of these. Yeah. To give you one example, there was a Michelangelo badge where he's giving you a thumbs up and there's this like little lever on the back that made his arm go up and down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so all of them had these like, it, it was ridiculous. Yeah. All of them had these like action features and they were really big, bulky and ridiculous. But of course I wore them all the time. So you actually wore them because I know like some of my friends had them on their wall, like a plaque. No, no. I mean, I might have plaqued them later, but at first they were a fashion accessory right next to my Spencer's big button, dude. I was painting targets all over me. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, so the second promotion that they did, this was even bigger for me. You could get actual Ninja Turtle cartoon video cassettes for a super low price. How often would you go to a fast food place and just get a videotape? That's pretty awesome. McDonald's had similar promotions around Christmas for a few years, but it was always like Dances with Wolves. What the fuck? I don't want yeah. Dances with Wolves. I think they did Back to the Future once. By that point, Back to the Future had been out for like 45 years. <laughs> so, I mean, this was like striking when the iron was hot. Right. I think they were like 350 each or something. There were four tapes. There was a point where I watched all four every single night. I swear it had to be for like six months. <laughs> For me, the four pillars of Ninja Turtles nostalgia, it's the pudding pies, it's the arcade game, it's Crunchabungas, and it's these goddamn neon turtle tapes, Jay. So the commercial for the VHS tapes has this kid doing karate. Did you notice him? He's being like ridiculously passionate about his karate. I have to look up the fucking Ninja Turtles tapes, karate kid. (laughs) All right, TMNT, Burger King video this is how i look when i'm trying to do karate like i'm pretending i know how to do karate do you ever have one of those situations where um you're counting on the autocorrect on your phone to like pull off a miracle i'm typing and i know that none of these words are even close to the ones yeah i couldn't pull it off so i have to retype this hold on tmnt burger king video commercial all right (laughs) Oh, there it is. Okay, let's see. We're dealing with a real mind here. Ah, Alright, where's my karate kid? It's when the kids are watching. Oh! Did, you see him? Was that fucking Miko used? Was he was that him again? He's in everything. I don't know, but that karate man, serious business. Yeah, he was He's a Cobra Kai. And it was like almost a what do they call that? Pavlovian. He just as soon as he heard Ninja Turtles, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Yeah. But it was also it was like half vaudeville, half real. The director just could not reel him in. He was either a ten or a zero. Yes. You know, a better a ten than a zero. Four adventures you won't find anywhere else. Three forty-nine each with any purchase. Prices may vary. For a limited time, only at Burger King. California King. Number two. If you believe in magic, then I've got a place for you. There's fun at every table with tricks by you know who. There's lots of tasty foods. The cook of might be there too. I'm going to kick things off tonight, Matt, with the Burger Kingdom. And the Burger Kingdom was basically Burger King's answer to McDonald Land. So just to peel back the curtain a little bit, you worried that you had already brought up this madness on the show before. And I told you that it wasn't possible because there was no way I would forget talking about these insane fuckers that you're about to bring up. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love the Burger Kingdom. I felt like we did talk about the Wizard of Fries on the robot show no i feel like that i actually have a note here you're always bringing up the robot show how did you not talk about the wizard of fries on the robot show unfinished business i'm bringing them up now we're gonna go through it so it was an actual kingdom of you know like a regal era most of the characters unfortunately were phased out 
by the mid to late 80s. So a lot of listeners are probably like, I don't remember these guys because you may not have been alive. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, I know they were around while I was alive, but I certainly like the, for me, this is a you only know it by the Internet thing. Of course, except for one guy, the marvelous, magical Burger King, who was their mascot early on, just kind of like a little cartoony mascot, but then morphed and kind of evolved into this live action king who did magic tricks. <laughs> yes. Now watch me, kids, when I twist my race like magic. We're at Burger King. Where I'll do my magic while all of you sing. Yeah, he would like turn his ring and you'd wind up in Burger King and then he had a cast of characters. But like the Burger King himself became pretty iconic. Of course, he came back years later uh, and he was this creepy sort of dude. That version is the one everyone's picturing or most people are picturing. But yeah, like what you're saying is that the original Burger King was so much different, very much more in line with Ronald McDonald than like fucking Pennywise. The best part about him was that he actually did live in-store appearances. See the Burger King in person today, June 10th, from 1.30 to 4.30 p.m. at Burger King at Route 9, Ernston Road, Sayreville. Okay, so we'll go on to the rest of the characters. The burger thing, which was interesting, basically like a hamburger in a portrait, but like the hamburger was alive and talked and sang. I don't quite understand the character design of the burger thing. It's like um, it's like the map from Pee Wee's Playhouse, but a fucking hamburger bun. <laughs> it's so like, I'm like, this, why is this how we're doing this? Okay. <laughs> so the next one is the Duke of Doubt. And the Duke of Doubt is an elvish, annoying doubter of the Burger King. So he just goes around doubting that the Burger King was able to do magic. Just in time for my magic hat. Magic hat? I doubt that. I love magic and food that's fun. See this burger? I doubt it's true. I'll change it to fries. I doubt it's true. The Duke of Doubt? I, that's like the most inane thing. So specific. It's like the Riddler, but like divided by 80. If Burgess Meredith went in to get a, an opportunity to be on this commercial and the casting director's like trying to tell him this character, he would walk out and he played the penguin. So <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> but like, so this guy was basically Debbie Downer doubting the King's magical abilities. Nah, you know? no, that'll never work, King. He was like um, their version of, let's say, like the Hamburglar. I'm like, okay, the Duke of Doubt. But at least the Hamburglar had the creepy kind of like, you felt like he was going to steal your hamburgers. This guy, you're like, oh my God, he well, just got go to, away. Like, he... I'm like, is this literally, like, I, I've only seen a couple of commercials. I don't know how many starred the Duke of Doubt, but is this the extent of his role? He kind of <laughs> hovers in the background saying, eh. <laughs> Say, if you can do magic, make me a shake. Okay, you're shake. Whoa! I love the um, next one was Sir Shake-A-Lot. Sir Shake-A-Lot. Yeah, he loves drinking shakes. He actually has sort of like a, an addiction to shakes. How about a shake, Sir Shake-A-Lot? Great shake! Shakes and balloons out there, there. I'll pop one and show you it's a lot of hot air. He loves magic and food and He's got shake, shake, shake. And burgers, too. For everyone, Burger King, Great is that why he's literally shaking? I think the idea for the adults watching was that he was shaking because he was fiending for a shake. 
I was curious about that. I'm like, this guy is just like sitting there trembling. I'm like, I'm not sure what the, what is like, is he cold from all the milkshakes? Like what is this yeah, going on I, here? But that's what kids would think. It was a double entendre. They were burning both ends of the fucking, whatever that phrase is. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, this is a little bit deeper than you expect from Burger King marketing, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's very subversive. <laughs> that's the word I was trying to go for. Yeah. And the last one, of course, the Wizard of Fries. The Wizard of Fries is my favorite thing ever. The reason why you like him is because he's BB serving you French fries. BB. Oh my God, I knew he reminded me of something. You're right. It's fucking BB from Deadly Friend. But I'm also only going to serve you fries and not try to murder you. Uh, Yes. So it's like a, a pint-sized alien's exosuit, but instead of a human inside, it's just a bag of French fries. Yes. It's amazing. His brain is fries. He's got fries on the brain. <laughs> it's like Mysterio from Spider-Man, but with fries in the globe. Yeah, it's a potato version of Mysterio. How could you? I mean, this, this got Wizard of Fries. This is it. And normally I would say, hey, man, we got to bring these guys back. But I'm not going to say that. <laughs> You're not? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, man. I want them back. Uh, you could have him. Just save the Burger King. I like him. He's entertaining. I will. <laughs> I'll hold him for you, Jay. All right, thanks. Let's disco to Burger King. Where the smoothest dancer wins burgers. Or fries. With his slippery soles, I'll take first prize. He loves magic and more Number three. Burger King introduces chicken tenders, real fillets of all-white meat chicken breast, not processed like nuggets. Delicious chicken fillets cooked in pure vegetable oil. Chicken tenders from Burger King, not chicken nuggets, real chicken fillets. For this pick, I just wanted to talk about some of my favorite discontinued Burger King menu items. Oh, yeah. It's that classic J move where I'm working three separate picks into one entry. I was going to say, this is becoming a thing with you, and um, I think you've graduated to that point where I can call you a scam artist. This is going to be a citizen's arrest on the Purple Stuff podcast. And you're gonna to go to Purple Stuff Penitentiary. Listen, because Jay. you're trying. You're, no, this is this is one too many, my friend. Listen, let, let, first of all, number one, <laughs> you open this clown, and number two, if you can't beat them, join them. <laughs> all right, what do we got? So these are the foods that I genuinely enjoyed and wouldn't mind seeing a revival for. First are the original Burger King chicken tenders. <sighs> These, I think they came out in 86. Yeah. And look, like I love uh, the current Burger King chicken nuggets. I know you do too. To me, it's as if they out Wendy'd Wendy's with those. Mm. But nothing compares to the original chicken tenders. When we first started hanging out and we had these fast food type conversations, you mentioned these. This was like one of the first things about Burger King you said to me. 
the best thing that's ever been on their menu or will ever be on their menu. In yeah. size and shape, they were similar to the... Ugh, you ever eat those like Weaver's chicken tenders? They're very uh, small. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like the size of an index finger. Yeah. Maybe not so yours because you're like Edward Scissorhands. No. But <laughs> mine, maybe. <laughs> no. They weren't crunchy. They were like soft and rubbery, but in a good way. And the key thing, and I know you'll agree with this, was Burger King's use of black pepper. Yes, that was actually what brought it all together. Yeah, I mean, I call it a secret ingredient, but it wasn't a secret because it was like visibly all over. Like they were speckled chicken tenders. It could have been secret herbs and spices. You never know. Listen, I like as a kid, you you take black pepper for granted as an adult. But if you think back, like as kids, you didn't really use black pepper. The last time I had it, I put too much on it. I started choking like really severely. You're an easy choker, though. I will, I, in, in Pepper's defense. Well, listeners could fucking start keeping count on how many times you choke tonight. Think small. Think new burger bundles. The tasty mini cheeseburgers. Only at Burger King. Little cheeseburgers available for a little time. So get them while you can. New Burger Bundles, only at Burger King. Look, Ma. No hands. Burger King, the best food for fast time. All right, so next one. Burger Bundles. Oh, man. Oh, man. Burger Bundles. Tell me, uh, is it just me? Burger Bundles always make me think of Saturday Night's Main Event. I think they were advertised during. They may have been. I think, Yeah, yeah. yeah. In any case, they came out in 87, and I loved these. They were essentially the slider version of their cheeseburgers. Yes. You got three per order, and they came in this great little cardboard tray with this custom wrapper, and the presentation was just aces, and so were the burgers, Jay. I was definitely in on this gimmick, although if I was going to get small burgers back then, I would have got White Castle, but I went with it. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I think this was meant to steal some glow from White Castle. I don't know how successful it was, but what I loved is that it's not like they made sliders. It's that they literally shrunk down their cheeseburgers. They look like dollhouse cheeseburgers. (laughs) It's true. The way I remember it, the buns came like semi-attached, so you'd have to like break off each individual burger. I love food that doubles as activity, Jay. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Too much work. <laughs> There's something new shaking at Burger King. Introducing Shake 'em Up Fries. Just dump in your fries, add as much cheesy flavor as you want, shake, and eat. Sold separately only at Burger King. Last one. Burger King's Shake 'em Up Fries from, I think, 2002, somewhere around there. I got to say, I didn't even remember it until you told me about it. And I feel like, why doesn't this happen every year like the McRib at McDonald's? It should. It should. And I'm not surprised that 2002 for both of us, that was at an age when we were like just not paying attention to fun shit. Yeah. You know, we were flirting with the idea of having like a real adult life. And then when that didn't work out, we returned to all of our bullshit later. Oh, God, that's a little too true. That hits, that hits hard. 
So these shake em up fries, you know how when you go to the theater these days, you get those tubs of flavor dust with your popcorn? Oh, yeah. Kind of that idea. So you put the fries in a bag, you add this special packet of cheese dust, you shake everything up, and then you have these nacho cheese fries that taste something like Doritos. They only had the cheese one. That's what as always... far as I know, it's yeah. like, it's so weird. I mentioned the theater tubs, and I think I keep like thinking that they had all of those flavors. But for as far as I can see, it was just cheese. Oh, but that man. was enough, brother. That was some so good ass not, cheese yeah, dust. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it myself. Shake it up. Shake it up. Shake it up. Shake it up. Number four. Burger King presents Return of the Jedi Glasses. Four new glasses from the Star Wars saga. Filled with the adventures of Luke Skywalker. The Ewoks. Han Solo. And Jabba the Hutt. Buy a medium or large Coke. And a different glass is yours each week for a special price. Collect all four. Return of the Jedi Glasses. Now appearing only at Burger King. All right, Matt, next up for me, the Star Wars glasses, which was a big promotion. We've lived through these. We've seen them at garage sales, flea markets, people's houses. So, so huge in its time. Still like one of the go-to vintage Star Wars collectibles. They've withstood the test of time. They're still around. Unless like you fucking dropped it and it smashed, who would ever get rid of their Burger King Star Wars glass? Of course they're going to survive. It's made of glass, so the chances of it breaking are higher than a lot of other things. Right, and this wasn't like those uh, McDonald's glasses where it's that really thick frosted glass. This is like a standard it's fucking like, glass. It's like barbershop window glass. <laughs> 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 so <laughs> these glasses are awesome because Burger King started in 1977 with a couple of New Hope glasses and then went to Empire and then Return of the Jedi. The ones I'd like to focus on are from Return of the Jedi because that was the first blitz, like, for me. I needed oh, those yeah. glasses. We, we were a little too... I think we were... Obviously, neither of us were alive for the Star Wars ones. I think I might have been alive for the Empire ones, but the Return of the Jedi ones, that was our shit. We were, yeah. we were alive and alert. Exactly. And I knew that I just loved the idea of collecting things and then also knowing that I could drink my soda out of these cool glasses that have these really nice paintings like unbelievable some of i i this is not hyperbole i swear to christ some of the all-time best star wars art is on these cups from burger king it's so fucking classic though i mean it's it's unbelievable it's as if here this this will make sense to you so it's like a coloring book style outline but the paint job is like the fucking family portrait from the end of the family ties intro yeah it is it totally is Oh, it's so good. What a great thing to be able to go to a freaking fast food place and get something that nice. Drinking paraphernalia was always a big promotional thing for these restaurants like Burger King. You mentioned flea markets and shit. Like whenever we would go to an antique store, there would always be that shelf with all of the Burger King etched art glasses that cost like 50 times more than you can get them for on eBay. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. You're totally right. It always reminds me, and I think I might have brought it up before, is that it reminds me of being a kid. And maybe someone was at my house or was at a neighbor's or whatever we were playing. It'd be like 9.30 in the morning. We just came inside from 
sweating and playing soccer or whatever, right? Come inside, open up the cabinet, and like, oh, what glass do you want? And out of like those four glasses, it's like your whole identity was riding on what glass you I'm chose so that day. I'm so glad you brought this up. I know the four glasses. I'm trying to think which one would have been yours. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to guess the Han Solo one. Ooh, no. I Ooh. love the Luke one because the Luke one has Emperor and Darth Vader. So you get all of them. And it was oh, the epic right. lightsaber duel. I love that. Right? It's so fucking goth. And I know you are too. So, yeah, you're right. That's a solid pick. <laughs> so, yeah, I picked that one. All right. Now you, which one? I actually did not have these cups. Okay. But my friend across the street did, and going over his house, it was a mandate. I had to have a drink out of the Burger King Star Wars glasses. The one I always went for was the Jabba the Hutt one. Ah, oh, it's such a good one, because you get Leia on there, right? You got Leia, but I mean, I was a Jabba the Hutt fucking mark back, oh, down, yeah. back then, Jay. Like, I, I, I just loved it. He could do no wrong. Yeah. And Hawaiian punch out of a Jabba glass. Oh, oh man. I, I mean, See, I don't even really like this kid. I just, who could turn that down? See, for me, it would have been like grape soda and it was 9.30 in the morning. I'm thinking, nobody cares that I'm doing this. And uh, that was the 80s. No one gave a shit as long as you weren't burning down the house. <laughs> exactly. You're in the house, so everything's okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we got our Jabba glass. I got my uh, Luke Skywalker glass and we're going to town. Let's cheers with our glasses. Now we'll watch the uh, Ewok celebration. Star Wars, the Empire strikes back. And Burger King comes through again with our all-new Empire Strikes Back glasses. Collect a different glass for your family each week. Darth Vader, R2-D2 and C-3PO, Lando Calrissian, Luke Skywalker. Buy a regular-sized Coca-Cola at a special price and build your collection. All-new, the Empire Strikes Back glasses, only at Burger King. Number five. I hope you realize that playing with guns is an obvious cover-up for your male inadequacies. Yeah? Well, why would anyone play with dogs? Why would anyone play with you? 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 Why would anyone play with any of you? Beats us, but Burger King's got them. The Simpsons for $3.49 each when you buy new mini muffins or any size fries. To give you the Simpsons for virtually peanuts, sometimes you gotta break the rules. Okay, full disclosure on my third pick. I think I brought these up on one of the Patreon shows. I don't know, but I couldn't do a Burger King show and not mention the classic Simpsons dolls from 1990. Did you bring these up? I don't even remember. Ugh, I don't know. I can't, I can't even remember what our last show was about, <laughs> let alone what I said during it. I feel like we haven't done a podcast in eight months. Is it just me? <laughs> What we have is January, like, man. This is a rough month, these Januaries. This, this January has been a rough year. <laughs> Christ almighty. <laughs> so, okay, these uh, Simpsons dolls, these were not giveaways. You had to pay for them. I think it was like uh, $3.49, something like that. But nowhere near what you would have paid at a store if they were on sale there. Really good quality dolls. It was a fine quality item, that's for sure, yeah. The whole family was available. You had Homer, Marge, Bart, Lisa, Maggie, and they were like 8 to 10 inches tall, somewhere around there. 
And they had the hard, plasticky, rubbery heads. And that was very important. So yeah, they had soft, plushy bodies, but they had the plastic heads, which allowed them to look identical to the yeah. cartoon characters. So cool. To this day, I'm not kidding. I don't know if I've seen those characters' likenesses captured better on any other product. These are the quintessential Simpsons dolls. I love that word, quintessential. <laughs> I fucking love it. I mean, I couldn't even tell you what it really means, but I love it. <laughs> it's about the guy from Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying he's an essential person. At home, we got a taxidermy man. He's going to have a heart attack when he sees what I brought him. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a lie. <laughs> so uh, each of them even came with these little cardboard accessory tags. Nobody remembers those because everyone tossed them back in the day. But yeah, like Bart came with this like paper skateboard. Lisa had a sax, so on and so forth. Oh, yeah. I remember seeing those. I didn't have these as a kid, actually. Well, but everyone I knew you, had them. Did, were you like on the Simpsons trains at the you start? Know, it's funny because I was. I used to watch Tracy Ullman when it was on there. Yeah, and me the, too. Yeah, and then I started with like the first couple of seasons. But then I think after that I dropped. But I still watch it in reruns. I don't watch it in reruns, but I was with it at those first few seasons. There's just like nothing I loved more except maybe Ninja Turtles. But yeah, white hot. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I had a shirt and everything. But, you know, you think back and you're like, Man, there's no way I'd ever be able to catch up with this show. <laughs> no, there's like 87,000 seasons and all you ever hear are people complaining about them. So it's, it, there isn't much incentive to dive back in. <laughs> so like the timing of these dolls was just insane because the Simpsons were so popular at that point. Oh like my God, yeah. it was all anyone was talking about. It wasn't even just kids that went for these dolls. Adults did too. Think back. Pretty much every house in that time period in 1990 had the set of Simpsons Burger King dolls on their like main living room couch. Oh, yeah. They were everywhere. Everywhere. I don't have statistics to back this up, but I got to believe this was one of the most successful BK promos of all time. The only reason these dolls are still cheap on eBay is because everybody had them. Everybody. I was reading they sold over 600 million of them. That can't be true. <laughs> Knock it off. That's like that's like more than a quarter of the entire planet. <laughs> I'm not taking the bait this time. Um, also worth noting that this, the success of this little promotion, I think you can credit it for Burger King and Bart's longstanding partnership. Like, they did a whole lot of shit together. Really? Those Halloween figures. Yes. They did some menu items. It all started with these dolls, Jay. I have the uh, Bart when he's got, like, the skeleton outfit in the graveyard. He's in my, do. Uh, in my stand over here. You actually are very fond of it because I think it's on like that little glass end table with all of your treasured family photos. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the only part of your place that has any kind of like personal mementos that aren't just purchased from eBay, but you still stuck the Bart on there. <laughs> it works. Watch it, boy. Don't get your clothes wet. Don't. Are you little? Ah! Now at Burger King, The Simpsons, three forty nine each when you buy new mini muffins or any size fries. To give you The Simpsons for virtually peanuts, sometimes you gotta break the rules. Number six.
I think it's a good time to bring up the Burger King Good Goblins Meal Packs, which featured the Tricky Treaters characters in 1989. Matt, do you remember these? Oh, so I just have to start by giving you major kudos. I feel like of all of the picks that we're going to do tonight, this is the one that is the most purple stuffy because it's so on the nose and yet nobody fucking talks about these things. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know that I was aware of them in 1989, but I certainly was aware of them in the internet age and I'm kind of obsessed. And that's exactly why I brought it up tonight, because I felt like this doesn't get talked about. And it's almost shocking how there's no, like, tributes or articles. It's so weird. I don't want to say that a lot of these promotions were regional back then, but I I would swear that they were, because I went to Burger King often enough, and I never saw this shit. Same. The other thing I thought about is that since it didn't really have recognition, you don't really know, like, it's not a brand name or something. If it was just some generic thing they did, that used to be like, eh, I could pass on it. So I'm thinking that's what happened with me. I could see that. And the irony is that that's the stuff we love most now, but you're totally right. It'd be like back then, you know, you'd have McDonald's hooking up with fucking Super Mario and you go to Burger King. There's these like, like, what are you trying to imitate here? The fucking PVC figures at fucking Hallmark stores? Like, this makes no sense. (laughs) These characters, there's three of them, have an interchangeable feature. So like if you could pop their torso off, if they're like, I don't like my torso anymore, you could pop it onto the other characters. I love that. And I see even if people are aware of these figures, they might not know that because most of the photos are of the complete figures. You have to really dig to find them split apart. And it's such a cool gimmick. It is a great gimmick. And they're doing that with these modern Masters of the Universe figures, which is like the whole line is based off the fact that you could interchange them. So I thought this was Yeah, but they got the idea from Good Goblins. They did. They totally (laughs) stole it. (laughs) So let me describe these characters. There's three. So we have Gordy Goblin, who is like a smiley, pumpkin-headed, jovial character. A jovial jack-o'-lantern. Jovial Jack. is That would have been a much nope. better name for him. <laughs> Instead of Gordy Goblin. Yeah. Okay. So then we have um, <laughs> Zelda Zoom Broom. <laughs> hmm. so, Zelda Zoom Broom. Yeah. I don't know. She kind of reminded me of a witch. What tipped you off? Was it the broom reference in her last name? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to say... <laughs> kind of like a witch mixed with Potsy from Happy Days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why is that so accurate? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the other one was Frankie Steen. I don't know if he's related to Kevin. I'm not sure, but... He might be. He, he might be. Same bone structure. Kind of like a Frankenstein-looking character. To me, the chaser, by the way, he's, he's, he's the, the best chase, one. Yeah. yeah. I just think it's a cool thing. And they live in Monster Manor. So like on the boxes, they show this like haunted mansion with these uh, kind of drawings that looked like kind of like a storybook you take out of the library, but you didn't really know much about it. And it turned out to be like really scary. Yeah. To me, the art style is more akin to um, like the die cut Halloween decorations. Like if you got a haunted house one mm-hmm. with a lot of characters. Yeah. That style. Yeah. Now, like I said before, I wouldn't necessarily bring back the Burger Kingdom, but I would bring back 
these guys, the tricky treaters from Good Goblins. I think it's a very marketable thing nowadays because we're all obsessed with Halloween. We love this stuff. So like these characters, if they made a big comeback, even though people didn't really know them back then, yeah. that makes them even cooler because you're like, oh, remember they were like this Happy Meal back in the day? Look, I am all in on the idea of bringing them back. I got to disagree that it would be anything resembling a success to do so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have a streak going with all these things. So, uh, I mean, this is a real, I mean, you are pointing outside the park, but you're up against the best pitcher right now, Jay, and your arm's fucking broken. <laughs> Good Goblins in 2022, a smash hit. Give it at least till 2023. I mean, you know, Rome wasn't built in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven. It's Tuesday Ooze Month at Burger King. It's twisted and wrong. It's both twisted and wrong. What should be red is green, like ketchup. It is twisted and raw. Our chicken tender dipping sauce, gooey apple green. Twisted. Oh, yes. Even our frozen Minute Maid treats are green. Well, that's nice. But they're cherry. Now, that's just wrong. You can get a chicken tender spit kids meal and choose your rules. It's twisted, it's wrong, it's perfect. For my final pick, we are heading back to 2001 for Burger King's famously infamous Choose the Ooze promotion. I gotta give you a hand. Love this pick. So, people our age, we like to think that we grew up in the golden era for gross stuff. We had, like, stuff like Mad Balls, Garbage Bell Kids, all that. We have nothing on stuff like this, though, Jay. Yeah. We were off discovering the joys of legal drinking, but the kids were out there eating entire slime-based meals at Burger King. Yeah. Unbelievable. Burger King did a couple of slimy promos in the late 90s and early 2000s, but this one, this was the end-all, be-all. When you ordered a Choose the Ooze meal, you got all of the following things, Jay. Regular fries with a packet of Green Heinz Easy Squirt Ketchup. Oh, man. And we've talked about the Easy Squirt Ketchup on the show before. That was when Heinz went completely nuts and started selling ketchup in all these neon colors. <laughs> yeah. Green was the first one and the most famous one and the one that looked the most like ooze. Next, you had a cup of frozen cherry Minute Maid, mm. basically like a 7-Eleven Slurpee. So good. And for this promotion, they dyed it green. It's like this chalky, minty green. It looked like that alt version of Pepto-Bismol. You would <laughs> never expect it. <laughs> that one, that one. You would never expect it to taste like cherries, but it did, and it looked like slime, and it was awesome. I love that pick. I actually had that drink when it was out. Yeah, you know I'm a, I'm a sucker for anything cherry. Mm. And then finally was the big one. The whole reason we're here tonight talking about this, Jay. You could get Burger King's chicken tenders. Yes, the same awesome peppery ones that I mentioned earlier with little tubs of gooey apple green slime sauce. Yeah, I mean, I love the green slime sauce, but the flavor never did it for me. I felt like apple. I'm like, I don't know about apple on my chicken. There was this whole, like, fucking apple renaissance in the early 2000s. Especially, like, green apple. This stuff basically looked like neon green pancake syrup. It was so, so cool. 
was more blobby than that. I mean, well, oh, if you like, if oh, you pancake look at syrup, yeah. You know what I thought you said? I thought you said pancake batter, and that would be more globby. Oh, I could see the uh, why you would think it. There was a very strong phonic similarity between batter and syrup. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess if I had the choice, I would prefer consistency like the pancake batter, uh, especially if it had the color of KO pectate. Because then it would have been like Nickelodeon slime. Yeah, because the apple sauce that they gave you looked more like that green uh, jello mold that Cousin Eddie was eating. No wonder I love it so much. <laughs> oh my God, you're right. You could just hear his lips smack him when you look at that slime. shit. And man, they really went like, did you see the commercial for those? Like, they are showing that shit like just dripping. He's lapping it up, baby. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, that is extreme, <laughs> completely nuts, but also completely perfect for the early 2000s when companies were just starting to test the waters with getting internet buzz by doing weird shit. Yeah, and I feel like that—that that is what this was. Like this, they wanted kids on their fucking, you know, ancient version of social media talking to each other about the green shit they did at Burger King. God, it's just staring them in the face. They just had Ghostbusters Afterlife. Where it could have been an ectoplasm sauce. What are they doing? They might have tried to, but that movie got pushed around. It was like a fucking pinball. How do you keep up with it? How do you time your promotions with a movie whose release date changes every week? <laughs> Choose your use. What an awesome promotion, though. If they did it again tomorrow, we would do a whole Purple Stuff Minnesota on it the next day. Anything with ooze or ectoplasm, I mean, I'd probably have to take off work. You know, we would graduate from um, internet DMs to actual texts because that's how important it would be. You might actually call me. I might hear you say, hey, Matt, on the phone. Dude, I got to call you. <laughs> Should I sit down? This ride's for big kids. I got a big kid's meal from Burger King. What's that? It's got more food. Why's it got more food? Big kids need more food. The tasty new Burger King Big Kids meal with more fun food, like six-piece chicken tenders with gooey apple green slime dipping sauce. He must be a big kid. Next. Number eight. Introducing that king of fun. The one who's okay with us kids. The Magic Burger King. In person. Yay! I'm the marvelous, magical Burger King. I can do most anything. Now watch me, kids, when I twist my ring like magic. We're at Burger King! It's more Magic Burger King. I'm the marvelous, magical Burger King. I can do most anything. I love magic and food that's fun. So I'll make a burger disappear, make it come back here. Turn apples into pies right before your eyes. Turn onions into rain. As we can see. Put a shiver in the shape. It's easy for me. I'm the marvelous, magical Burger King. I can do most anything. All right, Matt, for my final pick, the magical Burger King doll from 1980 was a doll based on the magical Burger King, who I was mentioning earlier in the show. As faithful as a doll could possibly be. Really, right? But I, here's the funny part. So this doll had like a plush body, but a, one of these hard rubbery type heads, like we were saying the Simpsons dolls had, mm -hmm. right? So it made his his head very, you know, stationary. He didn't move or anything. You couldn't move it around. But what was weird is that when they brought the Burger King back more recently with his kind of creepy vibe, it always reminded me of the doll because Holy his head shit. was plastic. 
Oh my God, you're so right. It looks just like the the more current Burger King. Yeah, movie. and I, like when I was a kid, I'm like, are they parodying the Burger King doll? Because that would have made it so much more cool. <laughs> I honestly feel, I mean, I never thought of it before, but yeah. now that you say it, like, yeah, there is no way that that doll was not at least inspiration. Yeah, at least somebody must have been like, oh, I had haunted dreams of this guy or something. Why hire a designer when we got this doll right here? That's hard to say. Why hire a designer? By the way, that was the only time in history I could ever get out that sentence. <laughs> All right, so the magical Burger King doll. Of course, I had him when I was a kid. Lots of times, we're bringing up dolls. Like in the 80s, there was plush bears, Cabbage Patch Kids. I mean, we mm -hmm. had like, everything was a plush toy. It was a big deal. We had wrestling buddies, you know. Look, for you especially, you had an older sister and a bad attitude. <laughs> So I needed to do magic tricks with a doll, right? So, <laughs> well, I mean, let me ask you before you get yeah. into this. Did yeah. you get this doll because it could do magic tricks? Or did you get this doll because you're like, why get my buddy when my buddy can be Burger King himself? Well, so I, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, there was always companion dolls, right? Right, right. I mean, that, that's pretty rocking. You're hanging out with the king. This predated my buddy. This is years before. I think I got him when I was like two or three years old, but I wanted him because I was very brand centric. Your dad must be a Burger King guy, right? Yeah, yeah. We because I feel Burger like you King were you were born Castle. into this, like you know, like the born into royalty. Like the, exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> the Burger King it, it, it totally fits. <laughs> My dad is Jerry Lawler. <laughs> so these magic tricks. They had the old disappearing hamburger trick. So it was this foam hamburger that came with the doll. And you crunch it up and you put it in his pocket. And then when somebody comes over, you take it out and you got him a hamburger, like right in your hand. And it just, the foam remorphs into the hamburger. Right. Well, I mean, the fact that it's part of a magic trick is almost immaterial. The point is that you get a foam replica <laughs> hamburger that is essentially a dish sponge shaped like a Burger King hamburger. That is insane. <laughs> Right, exactly. And you're like Reason enough to buy the doll. Exactly. Whatever it cost, it was covered by the replica hamburger. Those tricks were exactly the tricks that he used to just do randomly yeah. in the commercials. In person, yeah. These were the Burger King's trademark tricks. Yeah. And they came with a ring that you could wear, the same oh. ring that he would twist and transport himself to Burger King. I am fanning myself. Like, you remember the old jade pendant from the Rambo action set? Oh, yeah. Set? I still have uh, it. It's akin to that. Like, yeah. oh, my God. The ring. It was like this gaudy fucking Pope ring. How <laughs> could you not be obsessed with that? <laughs> and then there was the magical scarf trick, which is... One color scarf coming out of the front of his hand, and then you twist it out the other way, and it turns the color. It was goofy, but it was fun when you were a kid. Yeah, I mean, I, I preferred the, the burger and the ring to the scarf, but sure, it was good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and these things are pretty easily procured, like if somebody did get into Burger King merch. I don't think everyone's like me, where they have an entire Detolf shelf devoted to him. <laughs> you love the king all hell the king <laughs>
So, Matt, that was our Burger King show, our first show of 2022. You never know how these things are going to land. I personally feel like uh, a Burger King theme show will resonate with the Purple Stuff listeners. And if it doesn't, uh, I don't know. I had fun anyway. <laughs> I did, too. I thought it was fun. Yeah. So let's go through our picks. Before we go through our picks, I just have to bring this up because I know someone out there is going to if I don't. The only reason neither of us brought up the Universal Monster figures is because we already did like 20 times. Yeah. Just putting that out there. No, you're 100% right. And I don't want to fucking hear it. But We've talked about them before. That is one of the best of all time. It's got to be said. Okay, the thing. So I'm going to go through yours. Sure. You brought up the Burger King Star Wars glasses, which yeah. just uh, just to put a fine point, I just can't get over the fact that for three distinct movies that came out years apart, they did the same promotion. Like, that's amazing. I don't think it's ever really happened in fast food before. And you can make, like, a whole collection of all of them. It's fantastic. Yeah, I think, and I think in total, I mean, there was a lot, because I think yeah. every year, every movie, at least, they did four, right? So there's 12 in all. Yeah. All right, so you did the... Burger King Star Wars glasses, you did the magical Burger King doll that came with ugh, that amazing ring and that spongy burger and a scarf. Yeah. It was such a cool doll. So the spongy thing, right? Those things deteriorate over the years. And it's amazing that there's so many still around. To think that like you can go sponge yourself off with a hamburger, a magical hamburger. When you're doing the 80s fucking collectible dive on eBay, the two things you really got to be careful with are the puppet from the fucking Fright Zone and the sponge burger from the Magical Burger King doll. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. Ask to see pictures, always. Exactly. You did the trick-or-treaters good goblins figures. Oh, yeah. man, that's going to be tough to let go of. And uh, you also did the Burger Kingdom starring the Wizard of Fries and the Duke <laughs> <Starring>. of Doubt. <laughs> wow, this is really tough. This is really, really, really tough. Okay. I am going to knock out the doll. Well, yeah, well, obviously. <laughs> the other three are like, I don't fucking, like, I am being just pulled in every direction like the guy at the end of Hellraiser. I don't know what to do here. How do I betray Darth Vader, number one? Your thoughts betray you. <laughs> How do I turn down the chance to glee about the fucking Wizard of Fries one more time? And do I really want to give in my fucking obscure ephemera card by not picking the good goblins? <laughs> this is so meta. This is insane. I don't know what to do. I really don't. You know what? Pick for mine. We're going to go back to yours when you're done. Okay. All right. Let's do it. You had the 1990 TMNT promotions, which was comprised of the VHS tapes and the badges, which were very cool. But not going to be the winner. Let's just get that. Let's just... You know, I think your contribution to that section could be best summarized as, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite discontinued foods which was a bit of a cheat yep a triple combo yeah i'll allow it uh the shake em up fries the original chicken tenders and the burger bundles yep burger king if you're listening shake em up fries 2022 i want three barbecue sour cream and onion and cheese the early 2000s is the big nostalgia point right now so that's what they should do bring it back Exactly. And then we have the Simpsons doll promotion from 1990, which was like the classic Simpsons dolls. 
And then the Choose Your Ooze promotion from 2001. Your choices are Ninja Turtles, which you kind of just take or leave. Simpsons, which you couldn't give less of a shit about. (laughs) Chicken tenders or something that is synonymous with you as a person and a brand. I wonder what you're going to pick tonight, Jay. (laughs) All right. Hold on a second. You're right that it's down to the uh, discontinued foods and the choose your ooze. Mm-hmm. All right. The shake em up fries for me, I wouldn't buy them, but they should definitely come back so people can enjoy them. How altruistic of you. Yeah, exactly. I'm like Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want these, but I want you to have them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the original chicken tenders definitely should come back as, like, the impossible chicken tenders. Then I would oh, get them. Oh, yeah. And then the burger bundles, which would be fun. They should just bring them back for shits and giggles anyway. So I like that. And then to choose your ooze, I just cannot believe that, like, when we went to get the ghost whopper, why didn't they have this green sauce for Halloween? They should have, and I hope they will again sometime. But, yeah, a whole fucking slime-themed meal. I know. Ugh. All right, so this is a tough one. I think I am going with the choose your ooze. Of course you are. I mean, you literally have like prop foam slime dotted around your place as decor. Like instead of like corner shelves or whatnot, you have literal slime. I actually just put all my stuff in bins on the weekend, and I have an entire bin of slime. <laughs> can't wait to set this up <laughs> but yeah choose yours that was awesome i love that um the whole green gimmick good shit now we got to shoot it back to you because you i guess you needed some extra time i did and i have made a decision i am gonna uh, i mean i don't know that this is the right move but i am gonna give it up to the good goblins tonight the good goblins. Yeah, the All tricky right. treaters. And, you know, one thing I really have to harp on here. I know you brought up the boxes and how they had that haunted fucking mansion feel. Yeah. They really did. These were in excess of, like, a Happy Meal box. These were the best fast food boxes I think I've ever seen. Yeah. They are so classy. And you don't think of that when you think of a Burger King toy. Like, they usually came in the plain Burger King boxes. But this time, wow, yeah, that meant a lot. And they're cool little figures. They really remind me of that late 80s Halloween novelty flavor. Like, this was the kind of shit that you would get, those little kind of toys around Halloween. Exactly, yeah. And they're just generic enough where I think they can go and become these iconic Halloween mascots for Burger King. Well, look, they're gonna. Now that you've mentioned them on the show, we're gonna see a flood of people just bringing up good goblins and not citing you directly. But we'll know the truth, Jay. We'll know the truth. And we'll DM it back and forth. That's fucking son of a bitch. He never heard of good goblins until yesterday. Look at all the likes he got on that tweet. Oh, man. So this has been a fun show. Uh, I'm glad we went with this theme because now we have a chance to do more in the future. Absolutely. And wow, I talk about unexpected going into this, even knowing the picks. I didn't think we would end with the champions being the tricky treater, good goblins and fucking gooey apple green slime sauce. I didn't think so either. Definitely the dark horses. I guess it kind of makes sense. It's our vibe. 
<laughs> yeah. Slime and monsters. And the thing is, we really don't tell each other what we're going to pick. We just choose it on air. So. Oh, yeah. No, this is live. This is never a, a staged bit. No, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. It's too ridiculous. <laughs> we can't follow a script. Yeah. <laughs> So this has been the Purple Stuff Podcast. We want to thank everybody for joining us, and we look forward to a new year with you hanging out. Yes, yes. Uh, 11 more big shows to go, and then uh, another 12 bonus shows over on Patreon. Where can they get those, Jay? That is patreon.com slash purplestuff. A modest fee a month will get you access to our monthly bonus show, and January's is coming soon. And one thing I'll say is that there is a lot of Patreon shows that are pretty much classics. And I think, you know, if you if you haven't heard them yet, you're going to want to get them. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're fucking paywalling some of our best shit, dudes. Go check it out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so this has been the Purple Stuff Podcast. I'm Jay from Sludge Central. And I am Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. We'll see you next time. How about some fries on the side? Once you try my burger, baby, you'll grow a new thyroid plan. I said just eat my burger, baby, make you smarter, darling. Thank you for listening to the Purple Purple Stuff Podcast.